Welcome to The Constant Struggle. I'm Nick Watson. And I'm Bree Watson. Uh, and this is a podcast where we talk about the struggles balancing life and art. I am a writer and watcher of Anthony Bourdain videos. Still, eh? Oh, constant. Amazing. And I'm a, an improviser and a comedian, a producer, and ooh, soon to be director, Nick. That's what I'm going to talk about this episode. Oh, interesting. Freaking interesting. Mm -hmm. Now, this is episode number 77 of the Constant Struggle podcast. And today we're having a great little chat with Rhiannon Archer, stand up comedian. Uh, I mean, she's also comic actor. I'm not going to take that away from her. That's what she wanted. That's what <laughs> she is. Um, a mom and also student. Um, so it'll be interesting to go into that as well. But before we go into the episode, before we, uh, before you hear our chat with Rhiannon, why don't, uh, Nick, why don't you and I get a little caught up here with what, uh, what's going on with our uh, respective artistic endeavors? I don't know why I said sure. that. I've not done much. I got my story handed in, short story for the Toronto Star. Oh, that's good. You uh, made the deadline. Yep. Made the old deadaroo. And then, um, yeah, I'm going to start editing the books uh, probably tonight. Oh, great. Yeah, I've been itching to get that done. I'm looking forward to reading my own stuff, which may, does not fill me with confidence. Uh, I've never heard another writer say that, so I must be doing something wrong. Well, maybe as soon as you start, you'll be like, uh... Oh, this is terrible. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, was, uh, this was misguided. <laughs> <laughs> I've wasted my time. Oh, no, it's good. It's good to edit it, right? It's good to get it to nice and cleaned up. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I... Uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting anyway. Sorry, go ahead, Brie. Yep. So I, uh, it was just, we just announced the casting notice just went out. I am directing an improv show at the Hamilton Fringe this summer. Oh, cools. Yeah, I, the, uh, we were... How does that work? Yes. We were meant to put this production on two years ago. <laughs> oh, oh, what this... happened two years ago, Bree? <laughs> uh, we had nothing. Nothing happened. It's a quiet two that years. Just, that's very, right. It was very quiet. Very zen. Pretty calm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So how does that work? Uh, basically, a buddy of mine, Craig Logue in Hamilton, has started up a a small theater company called Red Brick Theater in Hamilton. And he wants to put uh -huh. on, he wants to put on improvised performances as well as scripted stuff, but he, he wants to start off with a nice, uh, nice big um, improv project uh, for the fringe. The show is called End With a Kiss and it is a narrative improv piece inspired by Hallmark movies. Oh, so basically gonna be a- Give yourself that little tiny chocolate thingy, right? Mm, delicious. Uh, it's going, yeah, so it's an improvised Hallmark movie. We're going to do, I think there's seven or eight of them. I'm pretty sure there's eight. So there'll be eight separate dates. So eight separate movies mm -hmm. that we're going to create on the spot. Uh, yeah, during the Hamilton Fringe, which is the end of July this summer. That's, that's pretty interesting because I feel like all Hallmark movies are improvised anyway. They're just like uh, at the start of the shoot, they get a suggestion for what small town they're mm -hmm. in. Uh, they try to figure out why the lady's rich. Mm. I don't think anybody ever tries to figure that out. I think oh, it's okay. just accepted that she is. 
but okay. similar, Nick, what we're going to do is we're going to have a wheel of uh, holidays uh, because it's okay. always about oh, okay. a different holiday. Arbor uh, Day. Arbor Day. <laughs> yeah, Arbor, Arbor Day will for sure be on the wheel. Uh, and then, so right now we're in the process of casting. So we put out an audition notice. So if anybody listening is really into narrative improv uh, or even just, or really into Hallmark movies, I uh, urge you to uh, send a tape, go to redbricktheater.com and send a tape. Uh, so that'll be my, that, that's a big chunk of my summer coming up. Um, I'm also going to be spending be the first, fun. yeah, it will be fun. I'm also spending the first probably week or two weeks of July in the East Coast, which will be nice too, because uh, friend of the podcast, Jillian English, is uh, having finally having her uh, Canada wedding, so we'll be in the East Coast, and I was kind of hoping, kind of hoping to run some workshops uh, either before or after that uh, Ooh. wedding too, so we'll see how that goes, and other than that, we've got classes coming up at Improv Niagara, new shows. It's so nice to say we have shows coming up at Improv Niagara. Uh, oh, that's so cool. We've uh, got a, let's see, Nature April. is healing. I'm, isn't it? Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> the wastewater would indicate <laughs> otherwise, but what, uh, whatever. We don't, we don't talk about COVID. <laughs> uh, one thing I'm excited for is uh, next month, there's going to be a 420 show in uh, oh. Niagara, where some of the cast will be will consume an edible about a half hour before the show starts, and the other half of oh. the cast will not. And uh, hmm. we can try to do scenes. And you have together. to guess who? <laughs> the <laughs> audience gets to try to guess. They'll <laughs> <laughs> probably be able to tell by the frustration in the sober improvisers. <laughs> Uh, but we did this last year online, so it'll be fun to see how different, if at all different in person. And I bet it will be. It'll just be more giggling. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. So that'll be fun and dumb. And I can't wait. I don't for know, it. Breed. Laughter at improv? I know. Go together? <laughs> <laughs> we had a great show this past week. Uh, it's so nice. It's so nice to start getting back into things. So, yeah. That's, uh, let's see, that's what I'm up to these yeah. days. Yeah, who knew we, all we needed was a two-year break from everything brought on by a global pandemic. I know, no kidding. No kidding. And impending World War III. Uh, let's not get into that, because it's scary. <laughs> I hope you're practicing uh, hiding under your desk. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. God, I can't believe our parents' desks were made of concrete and lead. No kidding. Well, I mean, the lead part, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. That's what they painted it with. Yeah. <laughs> Is this wood? No. <laughs> oh, I've been licking it this whole time. Mm-hmm. Your grades show it. <laughs> uh, and speaking of grades, what a beautiful segue, Nick. A beautiful oh. segue into our, uh, our episode with Rhiannon Archer. Uh, who I didn't, you know, I didn't realize had, um, I don't want to, I don't know if I want to say struggled with, but has dealt with ADHD her whole life. And I think the story about, I don't know, I think the, the sort of intro discussion about her formative years in school, I find that very painful to hear. Mm. Yeah, if you're uh, fed up with our pro teacher takes on this podcast, which we often have, uh, <laughs> this one's for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, at least it seems like the it seems like the situation's getting a little bit better. But you know what? 
Find out for yourself. Oh. Take a listen yep. to uh, episode number 77 with the hilarious Rhiannon Archer. Yay. We're here with a talented stand-up comedian, actor, mom, soon-to-be brain lady, Rhiannon Archer, everybody. <laughs> Give it up for Rhiannon Archer. Yay! Uh, oh, Yay. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Anytime, if you guys hear screaming, it's because my kids are in the background. So again, sorry. <laughs> Rhiannon, thank you for being here. I think it was ex exciting because we didn't, we haven't talked to too many parents and Nick is a dad. So I think it's, you know, it's fun for us to chat with the, about, with people who have, you know, kids because that's part of the struggle of an artist, right? Is it that is a literal constant struggle. Right. Yeah, making I mean, sure that the little people that you created uh, survive, you know? Yeah, um, and literally sitting here waiting for them to come in and scream about something really stupid or my dog to start screaming or barking. That's what it's, it's life. It's fun. That's right. Nick, you got, you got the dog now too. It's great. Uh, oh, that's, that was an added bonus of having psychotic energy in the house because well, of a squirrel. Yeah. See, the thing is this, well, Bruce, Bruce is just a little goose. Just a little Aww. pug Boston terrier, but like honestly, he's he is more helpful because um, just snack time alone. This guy's like got to be like part pig, and he follows <laughs> pigs around and like that's clean up so well. He actually like cuts so much on our on our like cleaning, like he does. He's a good boy. It's like a a Roomba dog. Yeah, I should have called him Roomba. He's looking at me now. He's like, "That's a stupid name." Like, How dare you even? Don't even yeah. pretend. Don't even. Don't even joke about renaming me. Uh, exactly. Rhiannon, what? Um, let's. You know, you do stand up comedy. You've been. How long you've been doing stand up? Let's get into it. I started comedy <laughs> uh, because I wanted to do comedy acting. And my friend signed me up for this like stupid reality show that was airing on Slice. Which one? And um, I think you and I both did it. It was um, The List. No. No? Eliza Palmer? No. She's a sweetheart. Nice. Um, basically, uh, it was this, it was like a thousand and one things to do before you died. But they were mm. like, some of them were cool. Some of them were dumb. Like one woman got to wear like a million dollars in jewelry and go bowling like okay I oh. guess. and then another woman got um to go on a shopping trip a weekend in paris oh and okay. then i got to do stand-up comedy oh ah. yeah but um i at the time i was doing uh improv and i really wanted to do comedy acting not necessarily stand-up but then I tried stand up and I just work better alone. Sure. So I, you know, then did stand up more often. I still love doing improv. I still love doing sketch and stuff like that. But um, yeah, that's a story. And then since then, I've just been the best. <laughs> yeah. That's, I like that a lot. Um, I, I love the idea of like, what, what made you want to do com comedy acting? Because it's such a specific like place in in the acting world had you studied to do acting were you you know what what was it in you that was like i'm gonna be a comedic actor 
Well, I always wanted to do, okay, so it's just like, a, it's kind of like a sad, but like very common tale. Um, had parents that basically did not pay attention or give a crap about what I was doing. How, and, did you have siblings? Yeah, my brother was always, my brother, and to this day is still funnier than I am. <laughs> um, he's really quick, he's amazing at improv. Um but um so i always wanted to be kind of like him and i wanted to do like snl and be in like comedy mm. movies not realizing that they had a background of like improv and you go through second city and then you get like scouted or asked to um audition for second city that way i didn't realize that that's how any of that worked because i didn't have anybody really guiding or helping sure so i, just, I was like yeah i'll do comedy acting and um the school i went to in burlington the drama teacher was an absolute are we allowed to swear on this oh yeah oh, for oh yeah sure. fuck yeah no she was, she was just an absolute piece of shit Ugh. nice uh, she was late all the time she didn't care she didn't huh. teach if you didn't bring this woman a coffee you were definitely not getting a part in the school plays um uh, every time i auditioned for things she would always go Oh, yeah, I keep forgetting that you can sing. Uh, but it's one of those things where it was like, yeah. And she gave it, she gave like all the, all the like good parts and things that you could like learn to like, you know, encourage you in this and that. Like she was just such a piece of shit. Uh, she was just so discouraging as a figure. And I'm not like the only one who thinks that like majority of people do. And it's funny because all the people that she kind of raised up are all now like um, MLM. Shitty comics? No, no, not oh. even. They're like MLM girl bosses. <laughs> like, <laughs> like just bullies or fucking nurses. And I love nurses. Don't get me wrong. I respect and love nurses. But like there's a certain type of girl that I went to school with that I'm like, yeah, she a nurse. Yeah. <laughs> right? Just one of the many teachers that were like more or less super discouraging uh at notre dame in burlington ontario it's so it awesome because the other day i did um i did a a show in burlington that's not the other day around christmas i did a show in burlington and um called out like so many teachers in case they were there just wondering and like um there's still some teachers that like teach there and it's like oh tell that person that i said to fuck off yeah <laughs> the girl, uh, well it was funny because i was like anybody here where are my notre dame people at and this girl in the front was like yeah me and i'm like oh when'd you graduate she's like i'm grade nine and i'm like fuck oh, you. <laughs> like, oh. you are not allowed to then, be here <laughs> yeah basically but it was funny though yeah it must be pretty cathartic to do that but and it's also such a uh like it, I mean, I don't think people realize, uh, or or like, you know, the story is supposed to be that I was inspired and this teacher took me under their wing or this, I'm doing what I'm doing because of my teacher. And it's such a bummer to hear it the other way around, you know? So it's, I don't know, that bums shout me out. out. To, shout yeah, out to no. Doug Janik, Avery. Doug Janik was the best English teacher. We had nothing but great English teachers in our high school. Yep. Although we, we had a stacked a deck. We had, I mean, the drama program was like nothing though, which is why, anyway, it doesn't matter. This isn't about yeah. us. It's about Rhiannon and it's a bummer. And it, but it is still <laughs> amazing that you decided to pursue your, you know, the, the acting and the performance, even though you had such 
or maybe even despite of such a shitty teacher. <laughs> no, yeah, I had so many. I had absolutely so many. And this is like, oh. and I think now that I have kids and now that I have life experience on how things actually work like even when i went to mohawk for television and then the, later on worked in television for like 15 years up until like recently i'm like what you're teaching and what you're doing is literally and i'm not saying this for all teachers and i know that sounds like really because there are some truly amazing there was mrs davis mrs dosen miss tompa from like my childhood were absolutely inspiring and wonderful and lovely and pushed me into doing things but like i'm like what are you teaching mm. what what are you teaching like what there's literally a paint can class at mohawk college a what which was literally paint can class paint, paint can, can class. what it was um, operate a camera and it was like a television camera and basically it was like an entire like semester of like following a paint can on a string that was like so basically you had to like learn to move the camera like really oh, fast okay. so that the paint can didn't look like it was moving at all and mm. it was so stupid that sounds and like agonizing it was horrible yeah and it was just really bad it was like it was really bad but in spite of all of that it become amazing <laughs> i have a lot of contempt for teachers but like teachers, I think from my, 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 my era, because now that my kids are in school and the teachers that are like currently active now, I'm finding are really, really good. Good. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, yeah. I think, I think, yeah, a lot has changed since we were in, you know, school as far as how to, um, I mean, even just like a bunch of different like learning styles and, you know, people who had, like, for example, Dan's dyslexic, for example, and he, um, I don't know why I keep announcing this <laughs> on this podcast. Uh, I think it's just because where he, where he went to school, they, nobody like, can't, can't read. <laughs> yeah, my husband cannot read. Um, the But where he went to school, like nobody recognized it, you know, they're just like, oh, like, he's oh it's the devil. Student. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Let me guess. Let me guess. Because I'm actually, and I know, I know it's so, it's the hot thing. It's so in right now to diagnose yourself as ADHD when it's probably like, nah, you're bored. Because for the past two, you're bored and depressed. Yeah. <laughs> like you're, I, I have an official, like, since I was four of ADHD, like I'm very neurodivergent. And I think if you spend enough time with me, you'll be like, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> But my entire life, I kept being told to like, Rhiannon's, Rhiannon's just lazy and dumb and uh -huh. she doesn't know. <laughs> I know. And I'm just like, I'm to me, that there. sounds like you're just in Catholic school the whole time. I was in Catholic school. There you go. <laughs> but I was like, I was just told that I was just lazy and dumb. And if I just applied myself and I'm like, but this is how my brain works. Like, you, would you go to up to like a cancer person, a cancer patient, just be like, just don't have cancer. Like, it's that easy. <laughs> no, you're just lazy. That's the reason you have cancer is because you're lazy and dumb and you don't know just what to do. Yourself. You can't fix it yourself. You yeah. not have it, you'll be fine. Yeah. But like, and, and, and it's, it's massively different now because I'm, I'm at the age of 38. I don't care. <laughs> I was about to be like 36. Two? no 38 <laughs> I'm and um it took me like the first year I, I white knuckled it because I, I actually have information processing 
uh, issues. And uh, I, I, I can definitely read. I can read at a very high level, uh, but I cannot read large amounts of text um, because I just, mm. my, my, my brain just shuts down and I go into autopilot and I'll be reading it, but not retaining a single thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, so it's like that thing where you're just going over the page and by the end of it, you're like, oh fuck, what did I just read? Uh, yeah. But I, it's like, it's, it's a serious problem when you're, and then when you're in, um, school for say psychology, when you're supposed to be mm. reading like a text, a full textbook a week, yeah. Um, yeah. like a lot of white knuckling it, but then like, um, I found out that they have like accommodations for students like this and it's recognized as like a legitimate, I hate saying this word because I don't want to feel like I'm taking, the word doesn't offend me and I don't want to feel like I'm taking away from people, but I, I, sorry, I want to, I don't want anybody to think like I'm taking stuff away from more people who have more um, needs than me, but they ADHD is looked at as a legitimate disability. Yeah. And because I am at a disadvantage so basically I get accommodations now at school where they give me this program that turns all of my texts into voice. Hmm. And so I'm hanging out like crazy amounts of reading and processing it appropriately because I have those, I have those accommodations in place. So it's a, it's a massively different place now. And they're not just turning to me and being like, well, you're just lazy and dumb and don't apply yourself. <laughs> and I was like, okay, great. Yeah. Right. I, and then when when I speak to teachers about it, because um, my my one son, my older son is six. He is definitely ADHD. We're in the we're in the process of getting him diagnosed because, like, as he started getting older, I was like, "Hey, I know this. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know this." <laughs> I'm like, "You will not stop talking, and you keep on talking about stuff that nobody cares about, and you will jump from one topic to another, right, oh, Disney?" And uh, <laughs> yeah, so. Um, that's going to seem weird because nobody's going to know that I was talking about Disney for 20 minutes off the top of the show. <laughs> I, I, we're not going to hide. We're yeah, not we're not going to. We're not letting it soon. <laughs> no, that's between us. And then my other son is three. He's autistic. So it's like, uh, it's a way different, way different place. But like, it, it's kind of bizarre. I don't know if you guys, as you grow older, and I know Brie that you work with, you work with students, right? You work with younger kids sometimes, right? Sometimes, well, yeah, teens are usually the youngest I'll get. Like, yeah. you know, they're in high school usually, yeah. Yeah, Nick, and you, you have two kids, so you just be yeah. like, you realize after the fact, and then like, you're like, oh, maybe that person wasn't a dick. Maybe that person was having like, you know, sensory issues or was autistic or ADHD or dyslexic or, or all these things, and you're like, damn it. Oh, that's not cool. <laughs> I think, yeah, because we were, when we were growing up, it was like either you excelled in school or you were a piece of shit. You know what I mean? Or you were doomed to go work in a factory. Yeah, there's no middle ground. There's yeah. no middle ground. And, if, if, and the, the, the horrible thing is, if Miss took <laughs> 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 two seconds and did her job, the stupid cow. Mm -hmm. um maybe she would have seen she would have encouraged so many other people to do so many other things because again let's bring it all the way back i wanted to do comedy acting but i had no no experience so my rationale was okay well why don't i go into television and then i can come from behind the camera to front of the camera and that was the stupidest thing ever because that didn't work out 
I, I, oh my God, that makes me so happy to hear. Cause I was like, I'm, I think maybe I should go to university and study acting. Uh, and instead I was like, you know what? It's not going to pan out. I'll study political science instead. Oh. And, uh, so, and now it's like, well, okay. Man, One that was like, yeah, Bree, do it. You're very good. Who knows what you would have done, you know? Yeah, I think that was one Did of the problems. I didn't end up doing acting at, yep. uh, at school. Um, I did after. I went to Humber after uh, to do the comedy program. But um, so you went to Algonquin to do. I just think it's like a common story of like, especially in the entertainment industry. I'm, I'm going to say like, if you're not, if your parents aren't in it, nobody else knows how it works. So nobody like, you know, if you're like a young kid and you want to get into acting, for example, like here, it was like, well, you could do community theater. And it was like, yeah, but I don't really, I'd like to do acting and get paid for it, you know? Yeah. And that's something in the Niagara region that is like, what? <laughs> you know, maybe it's different. I mean, it's different because we got the Shaw Festival, but that's for like serious professionals, you know? Um, that's right. And you have to read all those Shaw plays. And nobody wants to read Shaw plays. Come on. We want to go to we we just watch Shakespeare or anyway well St Catharines also has the uh, Foster Festival now so if you're a big fan of Norm Foster but anyway the point of the the fact of the matter is if you want to go into entertainment I don't think you know like I think if you're not in Toronto or maybe Vancouver in this country it, it nobody knows what you've got to do so I think it it makes total sense that you're like oh, well I want to work in television I want to act for television so learning about whatever television program is available to me that makes sense and you yeah exactly I yeah. went news there you go That's news for years and so so after graduating or it was so you went to wait where did you say you went went to the mohawk mohawk uh so you went to mohawk and what where did you start working after that i literally was like <laughs> so uh i did fine in mo i did okay in mohawk like, I actually thought I did a lot worse than I did, but like, I did not apply myself. <laughs> <laughs> my ADHD was running high. Um, were you, wait, I was, you said you were diagnosed young. Did they, did they give you any medication for it? Yeah, I was on Ritalin for years, which yeah. really messed um, I don't want to say like really messed up. Uh, and, and thankfully the medication now is better, mm. but I was on Ritalin, like really messed me up as a kid. Yeah, my like best my best my best buddy was on Ritalin for a long time, and she yeah she stopped and because yeah, uh, how did it mess you up? Um, basically, what it would do is if you don't take it properly, because if you're just like kind of like a child of divorce and not huge neglect, but neglect enough. Mm -hmm. If you were a child like I was you have to take it properly. You have to take it in the morning with food. And sometimes my mom would be like, Hey, get up, get ready to go. Sometimes I wouldn't eat breakfast. And then I would have to go down to the office and take my Ritalin from uh, the teachers there. Um, and that was uh, like, it, it, like the process of taking it was like inappropriate and the process of uh, what it did to my body was inappropriate. So basically I'd go to class and then the teachers would uh, send me down to the office to take my pill. And I had to like sit there and be like, hi, can I have my pill uh. from like secretary? And then the secretary would like hand it to me and like go to the fountain to drink it. Then I would take it and go back to class. Or sometimes the teacher would also like 
um because they were a see you next tuesday because they just <laughs> you know wanted the summers off i guess and um they would be like uh i'd be really talkative one day in class they'd be like ran did you take your pill today in front of the class uh, fucking hell no so, like the 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 absolute abuse of uh so many teachers was just like really horrific um so they did that and then basically when i so i wouldn't take it all the time because sometimes i would forget and then the teachers would embarrass me and it'd be like yes i did take it yeah so there's shame in it they were there was a lot of shame that you in taking it in just even having to take it and then what it did because if you don't take it properly i don't know it just like sped up my heart rate and i would have like anxiety if i talked and so i would kind of be really quiet and put you know buckle down and just like do my work and that was you know and i also would not eat so i had a lot of like weight issues and like i still do uh because basically i would not eat all day and then i'd go home and power feed right Mm. yeah because you're starving you do that in your formative years (laughs) like Mm. it would like you know and like it makes you like overeat because then you're like so hungry and then you would uh eat really fast like it was just it was just a not it was a nightmare and you only realize it after right you only realize it after when you have your own kids i guess yeah. at least i did. move it more sorry my cat jumped up <laughs> <laughs> well yeah that's brutal so, on that happy story yeah <laughs> but it's yeah i mean so, well, I mean, I guess it's a relief to know that there's better medication available now, but you're oh, saying, yeah. were you still on Ritalin when you went to school, when you went to college? No, I stopped okay. taking Ritalin like in high school because I was just like, no, I, I don't want this anymore. And I always had like a, and also like, it wasn't explained to me what ADHD was ever. So mm. like, I don't think I need this. I'll be fine. So I just never took it because in high school, they're like, well, she's old enough. She's an adult now. <laughs> she gets to make her own decisions about her. But medicine. for God's sakes, we're never going to teach anyone how to pay their taxes. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Ridiculous. So, so you, you made it through college. Uh, fine. <laughs> and then once you're, once you're out of college, do you go straight into working in the TV business or, or what, what's that transition like? Yeah, so the only time I was like, um, the only thing I really flunked <laughs> in uh, college was editing. Okay. I was not a good editor. Um, I and was, was good it like, on... how, yeah, how what, long what ago was, yeah. 2006. Okay, so it's, oh, on, okay. it's on computers. It's not like mm-hmm. you're using well, like, actually... film or anything anymore. No, but we were using tape to tape still. Oh, all right, okay. Like one of the last tape to tape editors at at uh, not not one of the last, but like one of the last people they had on shift for, um, tape to tape in case anything happened. Right. So, um, basically, um, I got like this summer placement, um, at the CBC. And they were like, yeah, we'll put you in ENG, which I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Because ENG at Mohawk was like going out and 
shooting stories and then bringing it back and editing them I was like yeah I'd love to do that because then like you know going all around Toronto and I can uh I can like you know my days will go by really really fast and then my first day they sit me down in a in an editing suite suite and I'm like what's this <laughs> and they're like ENG they're like editor or something blah 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 and I was like or electronic news gathering and then I was like oh but I thought I told you that I, like what's your weakness I'm like I think I said lifting heavy things <laughs> <laughs> like the editing of this production <laughs> yeah and so then they they put me as an editor and it was like the highest paying like student job and I was like fuck 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 but right. like I you know got thrown into it and I ended up becoming like a really really good editor and I would train other people and then you know the CBC kept fucking me over by like laying me off and breaking Mm. service so that the union wouldn't make me permanent and that went on for years and then I left I had the opposite experience they're like you're in the union stay forever even though you don't like your job um but anyway, oh, man. I, I, I must have pissed. Well, I know who I pissed off there. She's a twat. But, um, <laughs> hey. She just knew that I was ADHD and just like, yeah, I'm talkative. But like you put me on all the shitty shifts at night. So when people come uh, in, of course, I'm going to talk to them. Um, but yeah, so. So how long? Yeah. yeah how long did there. you do editing at CBC? Uh, six, seven years. Okay. And uh, was it during that time that you started doing stand-up? Because I find that interesting. If you're a great, if you're like really into editing and you wanted to be a comic actress, did you make, hang hang on, I'm asking two questions at the same time, which is bad, bad interview, Brie, bad. But um, yeah, did you make comedy videos that you could edit? Yeah, so I've edited all my stuff, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. uh Rian and i um want to make a sketch uh, with my sketch partner and um that's gonna be like this is why i never told you you because they're like oh can you edit my my reel and i'm like no man (laughs) so you're you're editing videos you're training people how to do editing uh and you start doing stand-up at the same time ish yes because um i basically worked all the shitty shifts i don't know what i don't know what i did to them either (laughs) Um, I got yelled at for being on the phone once and being on Facebook when nobody was in my suite once uh, because they just are you you meant to be there with cat like readiness in case something comes in but I was okay they were like they just like I I, I don't know they just hated me and that's fine that like um my my manager like there was this old guy he was like in his like 80s and he was like this like old like news reporter like scottish guy and one like he would always be shuffling he was he, no, he wasn't an asshole but he was sweet but sometimes i don't know if it was his age or whatever but like he would like kind of spaz out and like get really angry and i was like you can't treat me like that yeah and i guess he didn't like that and he was like one day told my boss she's like she's always on the computer she's always on not paying attention blah 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 and I'm like, no i'm just not sitting there like taking your abuse sir yeah freaking narc 
yeah and so then she would always like come in and yell at me every time I wasn't like sitting there watching uh the news like <laughs> as it was happening like I'm like well yeah I edited it it's good like, I never <laughs> missed a deadline I always said yes to shifts but because they would always give me shitty shifts basically like Thursday to Sunday from two from 7 p.m till 2 a.m really what else you can do you got Tuesday, you got Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays off. So I went and started doing stand-up. Nice. Yeah. And from there, like it got better. Like I eventually got laid off for the last time. Uh because I like caused a stink because they weren't making me um they weren't making me permanent. And basically their union was like, if you work 18 months consecutively with no break in service, we'll make you permanent. And I worked 17 months consecutively. Like I didn't, uh, I didn't, I, I missed weddings. I missed trips. I missed all this stuff. Cause I was like, I can't, I, I can't, yeah. I'm off and I can't break it. And then they laid me off at 17 weeks, oh. 17 months, two weeks. Oh my God. Oh. The thing was, is that the president of the union, like she, and I'm not trying to be rude either. And, and, but like from what I gathered from her and I could be wrong, so I'm not going to use her name, but she was like a waitress who worked at the bar across from CBC. And like her dad was like the president of the union. So she became the president of the union and then they gave her an Oh God. She might've, she might've had an editing degree. I don't know, but I was told she didn't, she might, she was a lovely lady, but still uh, could not help me. Right. And I was like, well, then can I have my dues back? Yeah. And then, mm. oh God, that was the nail in my coffin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Why are we like, I'm such a happy, upbeat person. I don't know why, like, we're talking about this. Like, because it's yeah, the, man, con- it's the constant dumb. struggle podcast, and you are giving us what we want. <laughs> Give us the shit. Okay. Oh, yeah. the struggle. <laughs> and so, at that point, are you, you're doing stand up a lot. You're. Uh, where, where did you go to work after that? What did you do for work? What did you did you was it stand up full time? Because uh, I know you had a really successful run of fringe shows, but obviously that doesn't. You know what I mean? That doesn't. You don't sustain. <laughs> it doesn't pay all the bills, unfortunately. Fringe shows. So I then worked for like, I'm going to give you the Coles notes on this. I then worked for like Rogers and then, no, I worked for the score. Then got, no, I worked oh. for, no, I'm a liar. <laughs> I worked for this uh, production company that did the show Tanks. And one day they just locked us out because they <laughs> went bankrupt and didn't tell us. So then I was out of my ass. Oh. Then I got a job at the score and then Rogers bought the score and then I worked at Rogers for a month and then they laid me off. Uh, then I worked for Chorus and they are the fucking worst. That's uh, not the first <laughs> time I've heard that. <laughs> well, I don't even care. I'll even flat out. They had great managers. I couldn't love my managers more, but I worked there for six years. I started at 40,000 and by the time I quit, I was at 42. Ugh. Uh, they were misogynistic and shitty after my oh. s- had my mat leave 
Uh, I was a producer. No, I was a, I was a pro- packaging producer, whatever the hell that means. And uh, uh, yeah, first production meeting back, my dipshit uh, manager <laughs> of the like whole office area turns to me and goes, welcome back, Rhiannon. What's it like uh, earning your living for once now? Oh my God. Oh, sakes. I was like, dick. yeah, I know he's such a piece of shit. And that he got fired too. That guy oh, was yeah. such a turd. But my manager, Jason, he was a fucking dream. The oh. nicest man in the world. He did bat for me, tried everything. He was just such a good guy. But like, chorus fucking sucks. Diamond Doug. He was oh, the, boy. um. I think he's our premier now, isn't he? <laughs> no, that's, that's shithead Doug. Uh, <laughs> Don't don't get me as a mom of autism. Don't. Oh God, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I'll get you. Will not be able to use this podcast. <laughs> for sure. But anyways, um, yeah. So yeah. Then there was no Diamond Doug. Uh, he was uh, he's like the president of um. He was the president of uh chorus okay uh, right and he was like yeah i'm your friend you can message me we can talk blah 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 and basically i said like hey doug uh before i was going on mat leave i'm like you have so many mothers here and if you wanted to up production why don't you guys you have so much empty space because you guys are hemorrhaging money uh-huh. because you're bad at what you do and uh why don't you like uh get a yeah brought in here you got a slide. Right? Oh, I'm <laughs> going to tell you about that. But I was like, why don't you get uh, a this or that? And I got like such a generic, like, thanks. This is a great idea. Let me mull it over. <sighs> blah, blah, blah. But anyways, yeah. So that slide, you think it's all fun and games. Sorry. That slide you think is all fun and games, but um, they've actually sanded it down. So you go down it very slow. Oh. It's not fun. <laughs> it's a business slide. Because kids and adults just kept fucking getting whoosh. Like, <laughs> and they're like, holy shit. Like, yeah. You lost another intern. Basically, I think that's how they should just fire people. It's like, go down the slide. <laughs> Oh man. But anyways, yeah, that was a shit place to work too. It was really bad. I never like I quit at it like height of pandemic. Oh. And they were just like, what? And I'm like, yeah, bye. Yeah. And like, but and I'm so, oh bye. Goodbye, bye. I now I need it. Like, how does one go from I mean, I guess it it may it definitely makes sense that you would want to get out of this industry that sort of treated you like garbage <laughs> repeatedly how it just wasn't gonna get better and here's the thing at no point at no point and i'm not saying like i was a perfect worker but like i never missed deadlines and i helped out when i could i'm so here's the here's the beautiful thing about being adhd my multitasking is amazing Mm. because i just get shit done fast so i can slack (laughs) Because but also like people with ADHD tend to, you can hyper-focus on the things that you need to do. Yeah. And get them done. Yeah. It was almost like jokes on you, you idiots. You give me literally like an hour worth of work 
that I can get, no, let's be nice. You give me five hours of work a week that you need to get done in set, like five days. But like I can, or you give me like, you know, let's say like 20 hours of work to do in a 40 hour work week. I can do it in five because I can multitask and get shit done fast you- because I love to slack, but I cannot slack if I have deadlines because I haven't like get anxiety about that shit. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you have the perfect efficient worker, but it like pissed you off mm. because never once was I informed like nobody ever like again again with like in school nobody ever took me aside to say like hey if you want to be taken seriously do this or we don't like this behavior then like get off facebook and just watch the news right because i'd be like well why like i don't need to sit here if no work is coming just stare at no oh yeah i hear that this is dumb i hear that a hundred percent there are many jobs that i was like Really? You're I, okay. I finished the task you gave me and there's nothing else. Yeah, of course. I'm going to go on Facebook. Of course. What the hell else am I going to do? Yeah. Or it's just like, and the only reason you catch me on Facebook is because my, you know, my, my computer screen is towards you where yours is fucking hidden, but I know you're on it. Liana. Yeah. Oh my Stupid God. Bitch. That's why like you got to get everybody out there. You got to get a privacy screen. You know what I mean? That's honestly no but i i'd be on like laptop or uh, i'd be on like the desk because like i'm bored yeah i don't know i hear, no, I hear so, so okay so uh, there's two questions here i want to ask i know right i want to go from you need to know i want to go like do you find that being adhd is uh an advantage does it help you in your stand-up because stand-up is a process where you've got to focus on well there you go hyper focus right you got to focus on what you're going to write. Do you find ADHD is, is helpful to that or no? (laughs) Like, no, No. (laughs) I think ADHD is helpful just for the way I look and see things. Yeah. Right. But, um, I don't, I don't know if it is because some days I, I take it really serious. No, it's actually standup is perfect for the ADHD in me, right? <laughs> because I waste time, right? A lot. And then I go to do like 20 minutes of work really, really fast. And I oh, per- yeah. on that. So it kind of like does the opposite, but I don't know. I wish, I wish I was more like, um, I wish I could do like it, it made me more focus in on like writing stuff because I'm very lazy. Yeah, like because it's like part of performing is one thing, right? Getting up there and doing the actual work, but like the sitting down and writing of the things is, I think that's the hardest part, right? Yeah, I think I think I used to be more active on it yeah. and more like purposeful. Um, I feel like calling it lazy is a bit, uh, not a bit. I think it's really harsh on yourself. Like if you're if you're not pro laziness is like a choice right like oh i'm just not gonna do it but like if you're not programmed i don't think laziness is a choice i think sometimes laziness like i think it depends like um i don't think it's necessarily lazy that i don't do do my work until the last minute because you still get it done yeah i think because i'm just i'm just tired i might have to do you know this is 
this is all like this is hitting really hard close to home guys <laughs> i'm gonna lie well like i think it's something to be said about habits right about our habits in general you can have you know what they call good habits which would be like okay i get my writing done this many times a, a week and but, you know but like yeah active isn't that a little bootstrappy though? Like that's for all the normies that can do it. That's just <laughs> on time. Well, yeah, I mean, but like at the same time, like I don't feel that like a lot of most people are like, how do you do all this stuff? How do you do all this stuff? And it's like it's just it's just what I know to do. Uh-huh. Like mm-hmm. I'm currently currently Mort. Uh-huh. Sorry, my cat is being incredibly rude right now. Um, I'm currently in school full time, so I'm at I'm in university taking a full time course load. Uh, I have a 20 hour a week part-time job at the YWCA. Oh, okay. I work at the second city and I still do stand-up. Holy shit. All right. right? <laughs> and you and have I, kids. And, not, and that's, that's leaving all uh, the fact that I have a child with, 80, uh, with ADHD and a child with autism that I'm constantly taking to services and blah, blah, blah. So like, mm. yeah, of course I you're good at busy. multitasking. <laughs> Yeah, it's just what I it's just what I know mm-hmm. but like at the same time like so then when it's like do you want to sit down and write I'm like no I'm tired. <laughs> no yeah, you're not lazy you're exhausted from life yeah 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 there, that's a difference <laughs> but then like right if I don't if I don't uh do this and that then you know I I don't have I don't have money mm-hmm. or I'm not uh, working towards uh getting my degree done or mm-hmm. I'm not doing the thing uh, or I'm not doing like being a parent or I'm not, uh, you know, doing the thing that makes me still feel like myself out of all these things. So it's like, which one do you cut? Right. That's the, that's, and I've the, always, that's the struggle. Yeah. That is the struggle. Which one do you cut? Cause like, it's all like this and that. And people are like, I just don't know how you do it. And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm happy for most of it. Yeah. <laughs> I need to do it. I need to do it also, all. Like, I wouldn't. You, it sounds like if you only had like a one job, <laughs> you know, and then you, and that's it, and you came home, or or if you, you know, were just a, even if you're, you know, to do that, you do that. Yeah, and I think that I've tried to do that. I tried to do just having, just having one job, but like the t, like working in TV was like horrible yeah. for me, and so then like as I'm still trying to find that one job, which hopefully will be uh being a therapist which is especially for people with adhd Mm. and and this and 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 autism and uh so like that's what i'm trying to do and if i'm there then i will absolutely drop a few things but like until then how it's all about like i think trying to find what makes you happy boom and and it's one of those things that's like, yeah, I'm not going to just do a job because it pays well and blah, blah, blah. Or I'm not going to do a shitty job or sorry, a good job that I absolutely love that pays shitty mm-hmm. um, because I don't have those. I don't have that option and I can't, I can't sit there. I didn't have, I had a shitty job that paid me shitty. Yeah. <laughs> Working at like chorus and, uh, and all the television things and like stand-up comedy like it's next to impossible to do comedy full-time and in this case, i yeah. made the decision to, yeah especially in canada and i teach this to i break hearts weekly by uh, <laughs> teaching stand-up and being like 
well, it's not the States, but there is, you can do work, but it's hard. It's hard work. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also why now, um, after I get it more and I've understand, understood who I am and I'm and more seasoned and becoming a mom really helped it as well. Um, I don't know if it's the same in improv or if you've ever had this in, uh, in, in when you're doing standup, but the fact that like you, especially women, you, and, and anybody in Canada, you get super jealous of what people get. Mm, yeah. Not a lot. And now I just see and know the amount of work that these people have put in majority of them who are not just like a flash in the pan. And I'm like, you get it. Mm. I want you to get it. <laughs> Even if I don't find you funny. Yeah, people. I sometimes I'll be like, yeah, I'll be like, I do not think you're funny, but I respect that hustle. You know, I respect how much you work. And I'm like, and I, you're not taking anything from me. Exactly. Before I um, you know, settled down with my husband, I had like the opportunity, and I was working in the states, and I had um representation, and I was like, this is not what I want. Right. And Hmm. I walked away from it. You know. Well, I think not that I'd be the next. I'd be like every other Canadian down there right now and just doing brunch, apparently. <laughs> it's true. They all hang out together and eat food. Uh, yeah, but they're doing really well, and I love all of them. I'm, I just want all the best for them. But I'm like, get sunshine. Get to go to the beach. No, no, don't do it. Don't turn it into weather pot uh, again. I just want warmth. <laughs> uh, it happens. Uh, <laughs> Rhiannon, I need to know... I mean, I think, I think I understand, but maybe a little more clearly how you went from fuck you chorus. I'm out of here mid, you know, mid pandemic to that's it. I'm going to be a therapist. I'm going back to school. Okay. So, um, I was always told that I was not going to amount to much and that I was lazy and dumb. Oh my God. And I just wanna, can I hug you like, right now? I would just like to hug you. Well, I'm fine. I've, I've gone, no, I've I don't care if you, like, oh you can tell yourself you're fine. I want to hug you anyway. Yeah, you can. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. Okay, good. Um, but um, I went back to school for marketing thinking, oh, maybe I'll do marketing. And holy shit, I, I took it at York and then was like, fuck this. <laughs> like, oh, it's not that hard. And my sister-in-law, she was doing her master's. She's amazing. She um, was an ECE and her and, I, her and I, like she does, she does, she does the Lord's work. Um, she, you know, teaches kids and, and she, I, I couldn't imagine doing that. And like all CEE, she got paid, um, ECE, she got paid shit. What is ECE? Yeah. Early childhood oh, okay, education. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so she decided to go back and got her master's in social work. And now she's doing amazing hard work, but like, again, she's amazing. And I was like, if that bitch can do it. So can I. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, um, I sat there and I was like, it's always been my dream to be like a therapist. I wanted to be a therapist as well when I was little, because I like making people feel better. Uh. Always liked doing that. The big reason why I do stand up is because when I was younger, I used to listen to a lot of stand-up to make me feel better when I felt down. Yeah. And I was like, wow, making laugh is so powerful. Yeah. Because I'll make you forget whatever you're doing, whatever's going on in your life for a split second and give you the best feeling ever. And that's a laugh, mm. right? Like, um, so uh, 
I wasn't going anywhere with chorus and I was fighting with them to pay me a livable wage and to respect me. And uh, they just wouldn't. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. And my friend, sorry, my hairdresser was also like, I just, I just applied to go back to school. I'm going to do it. I can do it part-time. I can do it this and that. And I was like, what if I just fucking quit? What if I just fucking quit? And then was like, I'm done with TV. And I went back to school and I just figured it out. And I married a person who has more money than me. What <laughs> if I did that? <laughs> and um, I talked to my husband. He said, yeah, I think you should do that. Cause like, <laughs> but I want a piece of that action. Well, yeah, well, no, it's just like, and I just went, fuck it. I applied, I got accepted. And then I just walked over to, oh, my boss wasn't there. Sorry. That's not, that's not true. Uh, I opened up uh, my outlook at chorus and I wrote my boss, Hey, can you call me? And he called me right away. I said, I quit. Nice. I'll give you two weeks. You're lucky. I'll give you that because if and I said and I said to him, the only reason I'm get, I actually gave them three weeks because it was fucking pandemic. Yeah, um, I'll give you three weeks because we had like a big promotion. And I said to Jason, I was like, the only reason I'm doing three weeks is because you're amazing and I don't want to fuck your your life. And he was very thankful, but he was like, you sure you don't want to just work part time? Like I'll let you work very minimal and still pay full time. And I was like, oh wow. No. Well, they were fucked. Yeah. Oh, okay. Normally I said, I, I would not give this company two weeks. I'd quit on the spot because I know for a fact from many experiences that if you're going to fire me, you're going to do it on the spot. So why am I mm. going to do that grace? Hmm. Never give people two weeks. They don't deserve it. In my opinion, unless they'll fire you on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Unless you like them. Yeah, exactly. But don't feel that you need, do not never feel you need to give two weeks ever. Man, you're and, blowing uh, my mind. So then, yeah. <laughs> and I always, I, I fully, I fully believe that when you take massive jumps, they are fucking terrifying because they are terrifying. I was absolutely, yeah. Terrified. I was like, I gotta go to fucking Frost Week at my age. No, <laughs> absolutely not. And um, and I was like, I have to take a course called Stats. That's that's math. Absolutely. <laughs> And um, I did it. And the fucked up thing is, is that I've never made more money uh, being off because, and I've never had more enjoyment from, mm. uh, still a struggle, don't get me wrong. Like I am fucking screaming in stats class. <laughs> I am fucking screaming. Um, <laughs> but um, I, you know, I just got, smarter and because i started and i know this sounds so cliched and i fucking hate it but like when you when you take a huge risk like this i'm not a spiritual person i'm not nothing like that but the universe does have this way of being like okay you took a big risk i will reward you and i picked up more comp more stand-up comedy i picked up more corporate gigs i landed mm. a dream job working with the ywca where Oh my God, I teach seniors how to use the internet. And cool. love them. Uh, Where's the porn hub on this? <laughs> Great tube. Um, <laughs> and, um, and yeah, I'm a, I am on the Dean's list. I just, I just got a scholarship award 
from my high grades and recognize. Mm, um, sick. I know it's just, it's one of those things. And um, isn't it amazing when you just stop and if you look at it and you're like, this person is struggling, i.e. in school throughout my life and blah, blah, blah. Why are they struggling? Can we, can we help them? And now look, look at what I'm doing, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's insanity. It's infuriating because I'm like, what the fuck? Why couldn't you guys do this when I was a kid? Because who knows? But like, I really like my life. I've, I've had all these like fucking stupid things that have happened and just like things that were crushing at the time, but like I'm over them, right? Like I'm not being like, yeah, I know it was okay that they did. It's never okay, but I have properly processed it and dealt with those feelings and this and that. And, you know, I'm really excited, but I struggle like crazy. I mean, that sounded, yeah. it sounded like the most mentally sound or like mental health, the most healthy mental health. Like, yeah, I processed the shit. I recognize it was shit, but I let that shit go, you know? Yeah. Well, cause like, what are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? Well, what, yeah, uh, what's next? Do you think, um, you think you're, if you, okay, next step, let's say you become, you know, Canada's greatest therapist on the reality show, Canada's greatest therapist. But Is that what you get Mandela involved? Probably, if it has to do with mental health. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you, do you think you continue doing stand up? Do you think this is it? Do you think, Absolutely. yeah, I would, I would actually intertwine the stand up into uh, my practice because um, I will go for my master's in psychotherapy because um, stand-up is not therapy. Uh, I, re I repeat that constantly in my classes. I say the same thing um, about improv. Stand-up is not <laughs> therapy, but it is therapeutic. Mm -hmm. Same with improv. If you want oh, okay. to process these to aid in, in processing things that you're upset about, let's do it. But otherwise this is not, we're not here to like this or that. And it's a super cathartic mm -hmm. um, way to do it. And yeah so, especially if people laugh yeah yeah and if they don't fuck them you know but yeah um yeah like I, I will absolutely do it um but you know we'll see we'll see what happens later on yeah <laughs> i just i don't know because like maybe maybe i just won't want to yeah do it anymore We'll see. I, I still love it. Even though I, I'm I was supposed to do a show today, but Alfie got really sick and uh threw up. So I can't take I can't take that chance with a little with because I can't give people COVID again. Right. What's it no. all about? <laughs> Barfy. <laughs> oh yeah, god. Like, no, but yeah. Rhiannon, oh, I don't know. This is great. God. What? bitches on facebook <laughs> all right i think we're gonna we'll leave it here we'll thank you for joining us on this episode and i'll let you reach out to your former teacher and rage the I uh <laughs> I was, well at least share the episode when it comes out um no you don't have to but i love that she's a <laughs> was that rage share rage like share it. the episode uh does, she votes conservative too what a bitch <laughs> does she uh, is it like a <laughs> is it a private profile or can we go on there and start uh oh girl i'm sending it to you Woo! <laughs> i love it is she on rate your teacher oh my god uh i don't think yeah she, she uh. has this woman is ancient she has okay. got to be 
uh, retired by now. Hey, man, you never know. They started bringing them back during the pandemic, so. (laughs) Oh, my God, because there's not enough. Oh, okay, I sent it to you on Facebook, Brie. Okay, I'm going to go check that out. I can't wait. Rihanna, thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. This was so much fun. I mean. I I know. Thanks, guys, for listening to me. And, like, if you can, check out Disney on Ice. Just it was really well done but like you know just letting you know that just watch out for fellow audience members that's right especially the ones taking yeah. you know yeah. if you're gonna take yeah, a yeah. photo take a photo after the performance is finished maybe you know outside the building <laughs> or, or like just one or just or one yeah it's, uh it's not a, it's not a photo shoot out there that's right well, isn't the world a photo shoot now with our phones? Ugh. Anyway, let's say we uh, we end our <laughs> podcast by saying struggle on. You want to say it with a three, Anna? Yeah, ready? Yeah. What do we do it like one, two, three? Yeah, let's do it. One, okay. yep. two, three. Struggle on! Struggle on! <laughs> 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 I'll be here in a couple years when you need to talk. Amazing. <laughs> I do. I will. If mine leaves, uh, if mine ever retires, I'm fucked. Uh, so hopefully she never does. Anyway, I'm just going to stop. Well, my, mine said I was fixed. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, Bree, that was a, a yet another uh, fun impro- uh, improv uh, podcast <laughs> yes. for me where improv was mentioned. Well, not uh, as much as usual this time. I feel like I like laughed and giggled basically throughout the the episode. Well, that's good because Rhiannon is a comedian. Yeah, she should carry on doing that. What with the being (laughs) funny and all. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so this has been episode 77 of the Constant Struggle podcast. Uh, If you want more information about Rhiannon Archer, be sure to check out our notes at theconstantstruggle.podbean.com. We'll have all of the links to her socials and her website so you can uh, keep an eye on the fun comedy that she's got coming up. Fun fact, her and I have discussed putting on a monthly stand-up show in Hamilton at uh, a pretty cool theater that's just reopening there. So hopefully that happens, but uh, I'm just putting that out into the universe right now so that it actually happens. I feel like the, the good folks of Hamilton, Ontario will appreciate comedy. They have, they have some, but I, you know, there could always be more, more. there could always be more in particular mm, women voices, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, (laughs) There's a lot of dudes. Yeah, get the, get the funny ladies out there. Damn, tootin'. Uh, If you, if you liked the, yeah, (laughs) if you liked this episode, you found it helpful, um, you know, try to share it around. Maybe it'll help somebody else's artistic struggle along the way. Give it a like and uh, the old subscribe on the Apple Podcast uh, button, Roni. That's right. Ooh, that felt that felt wrong. Oh, it's okay. uh, and it's also in the old Google Podcast. That one's not so old. And uh, Good Pods, which is a thing that I'm reading, so that probably <laughs> exists. Yeah, and Podbean. Uh, that's where we are hosted. Oh, um, that's well, where we live, Bree. Yeah, that's our home. Um, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at StrugglePod and to like our Facebook fan page at the Constant Struggle Podcast on Facebook, but not the Metaverse. At, we don't exist. I was going to say, are we in the Metaverse? Are there? Are meta- we right now? Breezes? I don't know. Is this a podcast or is this cake? I don't know. 
<laughs> are we human or are we dancers? Uh, thank you for listening and struggle, struggle. on.